to the Practical Family Podcast with Jennifer Bryant, encouraging your family to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Hello, families. Welcome back to the Practical Family Podcast. I'm Jen Bryant, and today I am taking a risk. I'm taking a risk by stepping out and talking about Halloween. So this episode is about how we handle Halloween, and I also want to give you a few tips and tricks for making this holiday a little bit more palatable uh, for yourself and your family, and how to kind of get our view off of the evil aspect of it all, as it were, and kind of look at it a bit differently. Now, while I'm not expecting to settle any kind of huge theological debate, this is my podcast, so I'm going to give you my two cents. <laughs> you can take it or leave it. It's up to you. I know that even as a lot of you Christian families are listening, um, not all of us are going to hold the same convictions. And I want to just be clear about that right now and say that, you know, it's your choice. It's your choice how and what to do with this holiday. But here we go. All right. So when Halloween comes upon us, I feel like Christians tend to look at it one of two ways. They either want to use it as a fun time to celebrate with their kids, or they want to ignore it and ban it altogether from their household. Nothing about Halloween needs to be celebrated, which I don't disagree with. But um, I think we tend to take it a little bit too far. We get a little bit too black and white when it comes to belief versus conviction versus salvation, (laughs) what it means to be saved and redeemed and forgiven in Christ and and what going back to worldly things actually means. So here's a few thoughts for you today. Now, I was raised in a what I would call a good Christian home. We were very uh, conservative as far as we were in a church who taught scripture and encouraged families to get involved and read their Bibles and teach their Bibles to their children. And we were very much a Bible-believing practicing family. Uh, When it came to Halloween, my parents did not take us out trick-or-treating every year, especially when we were young. They just didn't want to expose us to to all of that. And and our neighborhood wasn't like, I'd say, exactly the safest (laughs) neighborhood around. So we just kind of forewent that practice until we got old enough and began participating in things like Hallelujah Night, as we call it, or Fall Festival or Harvest Festival or whatever you want to call it, Christian alternatives to Halloween which are wonderful and great family events, and a lot of churches use them as beautiful outreach events. Maybe a lot of you participate and uh, volunteer at these events, and it's a great way to get the family involved and to serve your community and do a fun community thing without having to uh, walk by haunted houses and scary things like that. I totally get it, and I, and I love it all. But I'm talking about when families tend to get into the mindset that Halloween is absolutely evil and we should stay away from it altogether. And honestly, it confuses a lot of well-meaning Christian families that just don't kind of know how to think about it. You know, they have convictions this way, this family has convictions that way. But I want to hopefully bring you some kind of rest today in knowing that what you choose to do and actually practice, practicing doesn't mean celebrating, action doesn't necessarily mean endorsement, okay? So let's not fall into those super black and white areas when it comes to this, and there are a few reasons why. We wanna be lights to our community, and it's difficult to be a light 
when all people know is what you're against. We tend to want to live in black and white areas as believers because it's safe. It's absolute, and as we know that God's word is absolute, is absolute truth, and um, we don't want to waver from that. We don't want to compromise. Sure, I get that. But putting all of this holiday into one big black and white basket, I don't think is healthy either. We need to become comfortable kind of living in the gray areas. And gray doesn't mean compromise. Gray just means, hey, there's no right or wrong answer to this. And every Christian family needs to choose to practice how they practice and explain Halloween to your kids in the way that you want to explain it. Now, again, in my opinion, dressing up for Halloween does not condone a satanic holiday. <laughs> I don't believe that. And again, this is my opinion. But as some would say that even the craft of carving pumpkins can be equal to the repeating of an evil ritual to keep away spirits as the Celts once did. One comment that mom put it recently kind of went something like this. Listen, God created pumpkins long before people began using them for pagan rituals. Okay, and even then they use turnips, so there's that. <laughs> you know, if you want to get into the nitty gritty of it all, if you want to explain and educate your children on the origins of, of certain holidays, heck, Christmas has pagan origins if you want to uh, look at it that way. But what the church did was that they came in and sort of redeemed what people had given over to Satan, let's say, in, in certain terms, and they redeemed it for Christ. You can actually listen to uh, our podcast episode from last year when our pastor Waxer did a whole two episodes with me on the origins of Christmas and how beautiful that holiday came to be redeemed. So let's not, number one, not live in the black and white, be comfortable with some of the gray areas and see things for what they really are. Instead of just pulling up historical research to prove your point, let's actually look at what our hearts convictions are on and for this holiday and how we can use it to love on our neighbors instead of making them not like Christians, if that makes sense. One thing I will tell you though is that my daughter this year came home from a friend's house one day and asked me, Mommy, why does that family decorate for Halloween? And, and we don't. They're Christians, but why are they putting up goblins and witches and spider webs and stuff like that? And I said, well, honey, we, I decorate for Halloween a little bit, but I just do it with pumpkins and leaves and fall colors, and that's how I do it. And she, said, she pressed on and she said, well, why don't we do it like they do? They're Christians too. And at first, I really struggled with this answer because even though that's not how we choose to decorate doesn't mean that we're better than them or them than us or more Christian or less Christian. Not at all. It has nothing to do with that. But our, our minds will tend to go to that place. And, and I certainly don't want my kids walking around and saying, oh, we don't decorate that way. My mom thinks it's evil or my mom thinks this or do we don't do it. You know, I wanted them to have a, a whole picture in their minds about this. And so I kind of handled it this way. I said, you know, some may seem no harm in it. We personally stay away from anything that's like unnecessarily grotesque or scary. Um, one being I, me, mommy, I'm particularly sensitive to frightening things and I don't want to have nightmares about, you know, faces of the undead and whatnot. Um, but that's just 
you know, because I have that sensitivity in my spirit. And I don't want to unnecessarily expose kids to uh, things that may bring those things up in their spirit as well. You know, we want to keep it as, as fresh and as pure as we can. One thing we did this year is that I taught the kids how to make a spider web out of yarn because we're studying animals this year in homeschool. And insects are amazing. Spiders, as, as gross as they can be to some people, they're amazing animals. And I mean, I'm not going to sit there and pet a tarantula or anything, but I think that the way that God designed them to make intricately, geometrically perfect webs is just amazing. And so we took string and we attached the ends to our porch posts. And I taught them how to go around to each string and tie it and go in a circle and keep the sides even and make a spider web. So that's something that we did for Halloween, more not to glorify the holiday itself, but to use the holiday as an opportunity to kind of get creative and play with some things. But I don't need to put up more than that. Oh, something else that, that we did last year is we took a skeleton, and you can see on my Instagram feed that we used a um, plastic skeleton that I got at the grocery store. And we named him Boney, and we actually wrote with a Sharpie the names of his bones, his cranium, his sternum, his vertebrae, his pelvic bones, his femur, you know, all those things that were part of learning anatomy last year. So, hey, skeletons pumpkins, spider webs. It can be used for good, okay? <laughs> we're not trying to glorify the holiday, but we're trying to turn it around and use it as something educational. Something that I want to comment on regarding this holiday, this holiday happens to be a shared date with Reformation Day, which if you recall, October 31st is actually the day that Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the church door at Wittenberg to write 95 things out that he opposed about how the Catholic Church was practicing about the selling of indulgences back in the 1500s. Now, I love the fact that we can expose the kids to this super important piece of history. What started the whole Protestant Reformation was that Martin Luther stood up and he took a stand. Now, some would say that because of Martin Luther, or based on his influence, we should also take a stand against the evils of paganism and Halloween. And while I can see your point, I don't necessarily think we need to take it to that extent. Listen, theologically, Martin Luther was standing up for grace alone by faith alone and not by works. He was standing up for a salvation issue. What we're dealing with here in this holiday is that the world has glorified witchcraft and zombies and us having a godly influence in the midst of this culture that doesn't know him, I think is a powerful opportunity. And if we can take this opportunity as Halloween and not joining in by uh, you know, glorifying the gore and the zombies and all that, but hey, we can dress up and have fun and be part of the community while saying we don't have to do Halloween how you do. We can do it in a pure way. We can do it in a godly way. And we're here. Our door is open. We are not closed off with our lights off and boo on you for this holiday because you're all evil and we're not, right? We don't want to send that message. Our family doesn't, at least. So I want you to, to remember that even as Martin Luther took the stand against just... Uh, 
theological wrongness during that time because basically the Catholic Church was selling things to people and saying, you need to buy this or you can't go to heaven. Wrong, 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 absolutely wrong. We have no such platform on Halloween. Some would say, won't participating in Halloween make us look exactly the same as the world? Well, are you going to be glorifying death with haunted houses and bloody gore? Will you be sacrificing cats in your backyard? Will you be playing with pentagrams and Ouija boards? If so, I would say that you are probably on the verge of a compromise. But if your family cares only about cute costumes and candy, have at it, I say. Enjoy, enjoy, and don't let anyone steal your family memories by coming at you with a cross and condescending comments. Again, celebrating Halloween, however you'd like to define the term celebrate, is not evidence of true Christianity or salvation representing Christ by example because Jesus lived among the people guys he went to them he sat with them he attended their weddings and I'm sure he sat among fireside chats and heard all kinds of stories but when it came time for him to speak he came with the full authority of the father speaking of love and actually warning against the hypocritical Pharisees oh yeah he was the most harsh with the Pharisees the uber-religious folks that sanctified themselves and kept totally separate from the sinners because they were basically married to the law. In fact, the Apostle Paul confronted the Apostle Peter because Peter, in the time of the early church in Acts, this is at the Church of Antioch, Peter had become afraid of this really strict faction of Christians that were saying you need to be circumcised in order to be saved. Hmm, what does that remind you of? Peter began to separate from the Gentiles, the people whom God had swung open the doors and said, you can now be heirs of the covenant. Whereas before it was just the Jews, now it can be the Gentiles also. What a beautiful thing. But Peter started to back away and Paul noticed this and he called him out in public. Paul defended the truth of the gospel that Peter started to create a divide because of legalism and fear. And he was basically putting an unnecessary emphasis on works of the law, what you need to do to be pure, what to stay away from, when that action was never required, guys never required but it was because Peter was afraid of this particular faction these people that were saying well you need to do this to be better and the church looked up to Peter's leadership and began following suit and that was an offense punishable by being called out by Paul and saying dude what are you doing what are you doing you're creating more division than, than is necessary right now and it all needed to stop. Peter really needed to be reminded that the truth and the heart of the gospel was the people. So if you're thinking about staying away from all the Halloween stuff this evening, for those reasons, I'm going to seriously ask you to reconsider your motivations in that. But if you still choose to separate for other reasons and you just don't want any part of it, be free to act in your own convictions. Be free, you have that choice. As followers of Christ, you have that choice. There's no one that says that you have to participate. But these are just our reasons. This is how we handle Halloween. Because we as a community, our family is actually located 
in one of the busiest cities in the world. We live in Honolulu, Hawaii, where tourists come from all over the world, not to mention many, many, many people come through our neighborhood every year because uh, we live pretty close to Waikiki and Diamond Head. And um, there are a lot of families that come around to houses over here. And we want to be able to serve them. We want to be able to have the best candy and to smile at them in our cute costumes. And even if they're dressed like a zombie, we don't care. They're here, they're coming to our door, and we get to share with them the love of Jesus as we give out candy. We'll probably be playing worship music in the back too, you know? Nothing scary about the Bryant house on the corner. Only love and light and goodness. So that's how we handle Halloween. My opinions on this holiday are my opinions, and you are free to listen. You're free to take it or leave it. Uh, take it with a grain of salt, but this is just how we handle this holiday. Some things that you can do to uh, be more of a light in your community. Get the good candy. <laughs> the good candy. Or participate in your church's Harvest Fest and the alternatives and the outreaches, and that's great. Those are wonderful things, but if you choose to stay home, at least flash a smile at the folks coming by and, and leave a treat for them and tell them God bless you. Hey, why not? You know, that way they'll know, oh, that's the Christian house and they participate in Halloween. That's kind of cool, you know. Um, be part of it. Something that we also do with our kids because we don't want them to be keeping a ton of candy. There are dentist offices in the area that are doing buyback programs that they're saying, hey, for every five pounds of candy, will give you five dollars or for every pound will give you a dollar up to five dollars you can have them turn in their candy at the dentist's office to get money or you can set up your own personal buyback program and say hey guys i'll buy back your candy and do whatever you want with it hide it under your own pillow and you know have at it but <laughs> if you don't want your kids to have all that candy then uh, buy it back from them or trade them for fun things um, instead so that it doesn't become a huge giant sugar fest. So that's how you can handle it. Or what I've seen some people do is use their Halloween candy for Christmas gingerbread house decorations. You can actually, you know, reuse the bag of Skittles to make a little tile roof on your gingerbread house come Christmas. So it doesn't have to go to waste. You can create fun things with it. You can do this for crafts. You, you know, just be careful of the ants. You're not leaving sugar around the house and stuff. But you can handle things like that um, with more grace, with more creativity. And it's just a fun time to be able to dress up and pretend to be somebody else. Like if your kids aren't involved in musical theater and like dressing up all the time, Halloween is a cool time to do it, right? Uh, just to pretend and um, get out of your own you know, skin for a little bit and, uh, and just have fun with it. So those are my thoughts. This has been Jen Bryant with the Practical Family Podcast. Join me next time when we hear from amazing authors and speakers all over the country that are here to encourage your family to build strong foundations and healthy homes.